Welcome to the Viking Podcast with head coach Jace Coburn. I'm your host, Mike Lund, and the Viking Podcast is presented by On Point Community Credit Union. We appreciate their support of our athletic programs all year long. It is Monday, February 13th. The Vikings come home this week. They host Idaho State on Thursday night and Weber State on Saturday night. Both games tipping off at 7 p.m. And they can be seen on ESPN+. Uh, But before we talk about those games, we have a lot of other things to talk about. So let's bring in the head coach, Jace Coburn. And he's still shaking his head over there. (laughs) A little bit of disbelief. Coach, pretty good uh, plane ride home, I'm guessing, on Saturday? Oh, yeah. We had uh, quite the bus ride back to Phoenix and then uh, quite the plane ride home. So it was a lot of fun. Obviously, the guys were real excited. And uh, it was an unbelievable ending. Well, if you haven't heard about it, you might be the only person in America who hasn't. Uh, Portland State defeated Northern Arizona 88-87 to uh, last Saturday. That would be February 9th. Uh, in Flagstaff, in what can only be described as perhaps the most miraculous shot you could, you could ever hope to make, uh, the Vikings uh, getting a full-court pass from Hunter Woods to Isaiah Johnson. With 0.4 seconds on the clock, Johnson catches it midair and shoots it all in one motion. He had to do that uh, because of the time running out, and uh, he banked it home with two players on him, and the Vikings turned it into a victory, 88-87. to And uh, Coach, uh, that's the second time this year you've beaten Northern Arizona at the buzzer. Um, that in itself is pretty remarkable. But the way both games came down at the end, have you ever seen two more remarkable finishes? And, and again, this is in the space of uh, just under one month these two games occurred. Yeah, I think in both situations, in particular this one, um, it's a credit to our team um, to be as resilient as they are when um, the game looked over, like when Lloyd hit that three and the buzzer goes off. You know, when you hear the buzzer, you think the game is over. Um, but to be resilient enough to be able to come back and execute that last play, um, it just shows you, you know, how mentally tough our team is. And, uh, you know, when adversity happens, we talk about it a lot. We have to function at a high level through adversity. And there was a tremendous amount of adversity there with 0.4 seconds left and thinking we lost and all that. Um, it's a, it's a complete credit to our team and I couldn't be more proud of them. Well, uh, let's break it down just a little bit. We'll go through what happened. Uh, the Vikings uh, played uh, uh, actually extremely well, uh, shot f- over 57% from the field, best against a Division One opponent this year. Uh, you led for the last 29 minutes of the game until that final second. Uh, really had, had things under control, uh, up 10 with a little over two minutes to go, up eight with just over a minute to go. Uh, looked for all intents and purposes like the Vikings would win. Uh, but NAU made some plays down the stretch. You have to give them credit. They got some scores. Uh, Vikings with, uh, unfortunately, a couple turnovers, uh, a couple missed free throws that that kind of uh, opened the door uh, for Northern Arizona. And um, you mentioned uh, with 5.9 seconds left, NAU rebounds a missed free throw, races up court. Liam Lloyd hits a three-pointer uh, to give Northern Arizona the lead at 87-86. Um, Everyone thought the game was over. The officials reviewed the play, uh, and there was a little time left on the clock, uh, and it set things up. Now I'm going to let you take it over from right there <laughs> and explain what happened from the ref's 
putting a little bit of time back on the clock. Uh, describe to us, you, you did earlier to me, but describe to us the play called, what was the intent, and how it all came down. Yeah, the crazy thing is, is um, there was a lot that actually went into that whole process. Um, so the, their ball went in, and I, I thought maybe there would be a little bit of time left, so we kind of gathered up. And, you know, obviously they made a shot like that and the emotion of it. I mean, you know, obviously in that moment you probably think we lost. And so I tried to draw a play up, um, you know, and so we had the play. We went out there, um, you know, and, and for like any, like I just said, anybody would be uh, kind of down at that moment. Um, so I kind of just looked at our guys. And then uh, there was a, a couple things I looked for when we went out there to set up. Um about what NAU was doing. There's a couple things I saw. So then I said, you know what, let's take another timeout. So we took another timeout, got everybody's heads back in it. And, um, you know, like I said, it's a credit to the players because, you know, you're in that situation and you think you lost, like, you know, it's really hard to be able to bounce back. And, um, you know, and we had run that play before in practice. Uh, back in December, when we came back from Christmas break, um, we had some time. And, and so, you know, there was, you know, we, we ran that play and it actually worked in practice. So I had to let the guys know in the timeout, like, Hey, like this thing ain't over. Like we have done this before. And I'm just telling you, we're going to get a shot. Like, like we're going to get the opportunity here. And because of what we had done in practice, based off of what I saw that NAU was going to do, um, I knew, like, obviously I didn't know if we were going to make it or not, but I knew we were going to get a shot. And I knew, you know, back in December, we, we tried Hunter throwing the ball and he just put that thing on the money in practice. I mean, put it on the money. So I was like, all right, I know that Hunter's going to deliver this ball. And then, you know, some other things I saw and I was like, I think Isaiah is going to get a, get a shot at it. And, um, you know, and you probably can't see it on the film, but there were some things that happened before that pass was made um, by Satterfield and by Parker and by Kirby that allowed that play to happen. And so, um, you know, Hunter, Hunter made a heck of a play, a heck of a throw, um, you know, and, and then obviously uh, the things that those other three guys did before he made the throw. And then Isaiah being able to get up and catch the ball um, you know, and then the difference, I guess, between that and, and a, and a Hail Mary is, is Zay had to get up and not only catch it, but he had to get up and make a shot too, you know? And, um, you know, so obviously his shot was incredible. The catch was incredible and the finish, I, you know, we know Isaiah is a really good finisher. Um, you know, and, and we, like I said earlier, we know Hunter's a, a good thrower. And so, uh, we tried to roll him out like a quarterback, like he was, you know, Tua or Steve Young or something, you know, going to his left hand. So, uh, you know, there, there was a lot that went into that play, um, you know, and a lot of thought process that went into that play. And like I said, we ran it in December. And the crazy thing is, is uh, we drew that play up two years ago. I think it drew it up about two years ago. Um, we <laughs> during the summer, the guys were home. And so the staff and I met in the uh, in one of the conference rooms. And we sat there all day talking about all sorts of different situations. And so that was the play that we had come up with. Um, and so we've been sitting on it for about two years. And uh, I, I never knew when, when we were going to be able to do it. I, I didn't know if this was going to be something, an opportunity I was going to have 16 years 
from last summer or when it was going to happen. So when we were in the situation, I knew exactly what we were going to do and I knew exactly who was going to throw it. I knew exactly who was going to screen, knew exactly who was going to catch it. And it all worked out um, how it didn't practice that day. Cause to be honest, we scored it on the day in practice too. And so we're two for two on that play. So there you go. All right. Well, that was pretty good. And I, you know, I got to give you credit. Number one, uh, the way you selected the players, certainly Cameron Parker's your leading scorer. Jarrell Satterfield is a guy who scored a ton of points for you. Um, uh, but you picked the right guy to throw the pass. He threw the perfect pass. But I think even more so, and you mentioned this to me after the game, uh, and we've talked about it here in the podcast, Isaiah Johnson has got such great hands. Yep. I mean, he's just got great hands around the hoop, the way he shoots the ball and get, get a shot up, the way he can catch – Probably of your bigger players, he probably has the best hands on the team. Um, and this is going to sound silly, but if you haven't experienced it, and we've you and I have played a little ball back in the day, if you haven't experienced it, it's not easy to catch a pass that's thrown that length, um, that's coming down with some velocity, with pressure, knowing you have to catch it in midair, twist, shoot the shot before you can even come down. Uh, just simply catching that pass is extremely hard, but you had the guy with the best hands doing it. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there was a lot of things, you know, it goes back to a long time ago when we talked about everybody's got their strengths and everybody's got their abilities. And so, um, you know, with putting Zay in that situation, I believed in that, you know, his strengths were going to come out on that particular play because he's big, strong, got great hands. I mean, he probably got bumped a little bit by those two guys or, or whatever. And, um, but I was confident enough that he could get up over the top and uh, catch the ball and finish it because he's a tremendous finisher. Like some of the finishes he has in practice every single day, you know, maybe not necessarily with that, with that particular play, but uh, some of the finishes he has in games, I mean, it's like, whoa, like the dude can finish. So, um, you know, I felt really good about the guy who was throwing it. I felt really good about the guy who was going to catch it. And, uh, you know, and, and I, and to be honest, like, with Jarrell and Cam out there, um, I felt really good about maybe where some of the attention was going to fall. Um, and because those guys are, are, are very good players. And so, um, it all worked out. And, uh, but at the end of the day, yeah, like it was something we thought about two years ago. Um, you know, and we had been sitting on for a long time at the end of the day, the guys are the ones who executed that play out, you know, um, you know, from, from everything that they did within that. And I couldn't be more proud of them because it's really hard to basically lose and then refocus your mind and be able to execute what, the, what's going on the next time, you know, and I, I'll never forget in that huddle, just talking to the guys and saying, Hey, like this ain't over. And they looked me all in the eye and said, you know what? You're right. Like this ain't over. Like we're going to get this. And I'm like, hey, we've done this before. Here we go. Now it's time to show the world. <laughs> and show the world you did. Okay, last question on this, and then we will move on. And, I, I've been, and I'm going to ask him because I'm going to see him later this, this afternoon. Did Isaiah Johnson yell bank before he shot it because he banked? I mean, it was a pure well, shot, but he yeah. banked. <laughs> so the last – I'll be honest. The last conversation – I'll never forget this. The last conversation before the guys went out to the floor, Zay said, do I have to tip this in or like, what, like, what do I need to do? Like how much, t what do I have for time? And I said, dude, you got to go up there and get it and you got to shoot it before you come down. Like if you catch it and come down, it's over. 
So he knew like going out there and he's like, all right, I got you coach. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do this. And so he knew that he had to catch it and couldn't come down with it. So I think he was just trying to get it up off the glass, um, you know, before he fell down, because if he falls down, things over. And so I think he just saw an angle to get it up off the glass. And that's with a lot of his finishes. He's really good at getting, he's got a good touch. He's got a very good touch, not only in that situation, but in any situation, he's got a very good touch around the basket. And so, you know, he banks a lot of shots in in practice. And so I think he just, it was just like any other shot he shoots and just got it up off the glass, gave himself a chance and the thing went in. All right. Well, the Vikings uh, pull out that win and uh, you got to feel a little bit for Northern Arizona, the way you beat them twice this year uh, on last second shots. But, you know, that's how it goes. Uh, you're on the other end of those uh, on occasion. So, uh, you can't you can't worry too much about the other guy because what you know what comes around goes around, and uh, you know, coach, I would have to say after the first time against Northern Arizona when you were down five with just a few seconds left and Hunter Woods hit a couple three pointers, everybody asked me is that the best finish I ever saw, and I think probably it was the best finish I've ever seen. And this isn't recency bias. I'm an old guy. This I've seen a lot of games, but I maybe the best finish I ever saw. This game with Isaiah Johnson, probably the best last-second shot I ever saw. How, how do you feel about those two thoughts? I, I, I think so too. Um, and you know, and and not only at Portland State. I mean, I, I obviously I've seen a lot of basketball games. You've seen a lot of basketball. I mean, you know, I was talking to some of my old coaches and um, who've coached thousands of games. You know, uh, I talked to my college coach yesterday, and uh, my high school coach was at the game, and uh, you know. I don't think anybody has ever seen anything like that before. Um, I, you know, and I know people have mentioned the Christian Leitner deal when he made it, but he, there was like two seconds left when they made that. But I don't think anybody, I, and I don't know, maybe this is a thing. I don't know if anybody's ever made a shot full court with 0.4 seconds before like that, you know, throwing it from end line to end line. Um, so for me personally, it's, it's the uh, most incredible shot I've ever seen, um, you know, at, in any level of basketball. Well, it was the ESPN uh, top ten number one play of the day. Uh, the Athletic uh, called it the shot of the year. Every major media outlet uh, put it out there on social media or on television or wherever they distribute that information. Uh, and you had uh, you had literally had the nation's attention there on Saturday. So that was a pretty cool thing for the program. I got two more things for you. Not only <laughs> not only was that the most incredible shot I've ever seen. But it's also the second time I've seen it because we did it in practice. There you go. So that's pretty crazy. <laughs> but only 20 guys then, saw it that yeah, time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it was practice, so it's there different, right? And then the, th the, the other crazy thing is, is we practiced it last season, and uh, we were in the gym practicing it, and that's where Hayden Curtis broke his finger. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. He, tried, he was on defense, and he tried to deflect it. And he deflected it and it broke his finger last year when we practiced it. Same about the same time, I think it was about December, January ish. We practiced yeah. it and mm -hmm. uh, he went up to deflect it and broke his finger on that play. And so at practice, I was like mad at myself because I'm like, why am I, why, why am I practicing this? Like, what, well, like, what, I, what am I doing? All right. Well, I'm speaking for Viking so. fans by saying I'm glad you didn't take that play out of the rotation. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you stayed with it. All right. Well, that's a lot of talk about one shot, but it was definitely worth it. All right. Let's look ahead now. Portland State 
going into this week, the Vikings 5-8 and eight in the Big Sky Conference. And the good thing about that victory, it moved Portland State up from 7th into a tie for 6th place. And it's going to be really interesting these last few weeks. Idaho State, Thursday night's opponent, is 6-7. and seven. They are in 5th. Vikings and Sacramento State, 5-8, and eight, tied for 6th. And Northern Colorado, 5-9. and nine. And they are in eighth place. So those four teams all uh, within one win of each other. Uh, and we've talked about it before. The top six teams get a first round bye. So you want to be f at least five or six. You don't want to be seven or eight in that group of four. Um, and that's really what the Vikings are looking at right now with five games to go. We'll see uh, what changes uh, next week and moving forward. Uh, but, Coach, as we look at Idaho State on Thursday, a really big game because – if you can win that game, that moves you up yet again into a tie for fifth with the Bengals and, uh, again, uh, improves your, um, looking forward, your Big Sky Tournament uh, positioning. So uh, let's talk a little bit about I Idaho State. The Vikings won there 72-65 to last month and probably one of your better performances of the season, led by double digits uh, much of the way. Uh, tremendous performance off the bench. We've talked a lot about the bench. Isaiah Johnson, 16 points in that game. That was a career high for him. Bobby Harvey, who played great down at NAU, he had 12 points in that Idaho State win. Cameron Parker was 17. Uh, tell us a little bit about that game, Coach, and uh, what you recall from it. Yeah, I mean, uh, we totally respect Idaho State. They are very talented, very well coached. Um, you know, they've got a lot of really good players that can make plays. So, um, we know exactly, you know, what we're getting ourselves into Thursday night and it's a, it's a really big week. Um, you know, so we'd appreciate everybody's support coming out this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's always a battle every time you play Idaho state and we know that, um, you know, and like I said, they've got some really talented players and they have an identity about who they are. And, and coach Looney does a great job coaching them and it'll be a really good game on Thursday night. And like you said, it's a big game. We, we know, you know, where we're at in the standings and where they're at in the standings and all that. So, uh, we, we fully understand what we're getting ourselves into with that. Um, you know, but again, our team is very resilient and, uh, you know, we'll be ready for the challenge. Where their leading scores, six-two guard uh, Brock McKenzie, good three-point shooter. He didn't have uh, didn't have a big game against the Vikings, uh, but uh, another guard there, Miguel Tomley, had 17, and the big man Braden Parker, 17 points, and I believe 11 rebounds. And he was a guy uh, that kind of gave the Vikings some trouble. Big, strong guy, and I'm sure you you're going to be focused on uh, how you're going to handle him this week. You know, talent-wise, they're very, very talented, 1 through 13. I mean, the guys they bring in off the bench are really good. The guys that uh, start for them are really good. Uh, their guards, their wings, their bigs. I mean, they're they're – like when I say they're talented, they're a very, very talented group. And uh, they got a lot of depth, a lot of guys who can play. And, and like I said, we, we really respect uh, who they are as a team and who they are as players. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, talent wise, like, you know, we're, we're another group that's got a lot of depth, but we know they got a lot of depth and we know that they're, you know, fully capable of, you know, scoring in a bunch of different ways. And, and, um, so yeah, like I said, it's, it's going to be a good game on Thursday. And the Bengals an improved squad over last year. Uh, and they have been, uh, they've lost a few in recent weeks, uh, but they have, uh, been a real threat in the big sky standings this year. Uh, the good news, Portland State has won the last five meetings between these schools, so uh, Portland State going to try to keep that streak going. On Saturday night, it's Weber State 
And uh, Weber State uh, defeated the Vikings in Ogden back in January. The Wildcats shot over 57%. They out-rebounded the Vikings 40-22. to And uh, as we know, Coach, that's a that's not a good combination, certainly. And, and really, that probably the only game of the season that maybe you could look at and say, man, they just took care of us and we, yeah. were, we were out of it. Yeah. We were out of it. We, and we talk about that as a, as a team, is that we feel like we've been in every single game except for one um, when it comes to the conference. And Weber got us. Nothing but respect to them. Um, you know, I mean, they just flat out outplayed us over there. And uh, so, you know, we know we have to play well. And, I, and I've said this a ton of times, like you have to play well in our league to win. Um, you can't just play average. You can't play okay. Um, and you certainly can't play bad um, to win in the big sky. And that's, you know, that's ultimate respect to every single team coach and player in this league is that it's, it's really tough to win. And, uh, we got to play good. We got to play good on Saturday and we know it'll be an emotional night with strict city night. And, um, you know, so, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll bring it on Saturday. Um, you know, and obviously they're talented and coach Duff does a great job and, and, uh, yeah, we, uh, we got to play well. They uh, bring in uh, all-conference forward Dylan Jones, and he's without a doubt one of the best all-around players in the big sky. Uh, against the Vikings, 17 points, 14 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 steals. He does everything for them. I believe he's still leading the big sky in rebounding, and uh, he's a guy that uh, he's got great size. Uh, so that, just like uh, Braden Parker at Idaho State, another guy with great size that you're going to have to match up with. Yeah, I mean, he's been a very, very good player in our league for a very long time, um, you know. So we, we know that obviously he can score, he can rebound. Uh, he's a tremendous passer, um, you know, and, and he's got great in instincts on defense. So, you know, obviously we know a lot uh, about him from over the years and and uh, playing him, what, a couple weeks ago or whatever it was. And, um, you know, and, they, and they've got some other really good players around him too. Um, you know, that, that can make plays and, and knock down shots and, um, you know, and, and they've got some guys there that have been there a while, um, you know, and, and, uh, have, have worked through things to, to be able to get on the floor. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, Weavers are very, very talented, very, very good team. And like I said, you gotta play well to win. The Wildcats in third place in the big sky. They're currently eight and five and coach why don't you give us a few words on strict city night as well as we remember uh the late great deontay strickland a portlander and uh, portland state basketball star yeah we'd love to see everybody come out on saturday um we know that you know it's it's obviously a big night for um the strickland family it's a big night for our basketball program um our athletic department our school um but even more so than that like it, it's a big night for the city um, you know, because Strick was really involved in the city, you know, like I, I'll never forget. We used to go out recruiting and, and, uh, you know, in, in the city of Portland and, and all of a sudden we'd see Strick at a game, you know, um, while he was playing here. And so, uh, you know, and just supporting, you know, other high school kids, you know, and watching them play, um, you know, and so he meant a lot to our program, obviously, um, you know, his family means a lot to our program. Um, I, I think about him every single day. I miss him every single day. I wear my strict city, um, rubber band every single day. I never take it off. And, um, there's a lot of things that we do. Like nobody here wears number 11. We, you know, come in for warmups at 11, 11. And 
um, you know, and, and it's really important to me that, um, you know, his legacy continues on throughout the Portland State program. Um, that's something that's never going to go away, um, you know, because he meant so much to us. And, um, you know, it, it'll be it'll be great to see his mom in the building. Um, she's she's great. She's wonderful. And uh, so I'm excited to see her. And and um, yeah, man, I can't say enough about what Deontay Strickland meant to this, you know, uh, obviously basketball program but city too so we'd love to see everybody come out and support on uh, saturday night yeah we all miss deontay i certainly miss his big smile i miss the competitive attitude uh that he had when he played here uh so it should be a, it should be a really uh, a good night remembering him on saturday night coach uh you know we talked about uh weaver state and in maybe the only game um that uh, you know, kind of got away from the Vikings in this conference schedule. And uh, as we look down, uh, you had a 16-point loss to them. You had a 16-point win at Idaho. Uh, other than that, virtually every game a single-digit game. And uh, I've looked at it: ten single-digit games so far in conference. We're five and five in those games. And uh, the good news is we're three and one in those games decided by three points or less. Saturday. Uh, Saturday night being one of those games. So it uh, just says how important it is uh, for players to make uh, big plays uh, when, when the game is on the line. It's It's been crazy this year. Like, you know, I'm not trying to coach talk people and just say, like, you got to play well to win. But every single team is really good, and every coach in our league is really good. Like I said, I, I couldn't have more respect for every single team, player, coach in our league right now. Um, there's no bad teams. Um, you know, you got to play well to win. And, and that, and then, you know, knowing that you got to find the fine line between every possession matters and not being too tight, you know, um, you know, and that's just where every player has got to kind of find that, that space in their mind where, you know, knowing that every possession matters, like you can't take a bad shot here. You can't have a careless turnover here because at the end of the day, it could be a single digit game when it comes down to the end of the wire. Um, you know, but, and at the same time, like you have to play free and easy without trying not to make a turnover or trying not to miss a shot, you know, because then that becomes another problem. So, um, you know, I think every player in our league this year is being tested in that way. Um, not only our guys, but I think everybody is, is being tested in that way. Um, so at the end of the day, it's going to come down to who can find that right mental space because everybody, like I said, everybody's good. We got a lot of good players in the league, a lot of good coaches, and it's going to come down to who can find that correct mental space to be in, um, you know. And uh, so, yeah, we're striving to do that, and we're excited about these games coming up and obviously the tournament coming up. All right, probably a couple single-digit games coming this week at Viking probably. Pavilion. <laughs> yeah. uh, Coach, one last thing to talk about before we get out of here. Uh, speaking of three-point games, there was a three-point game yesterday uh, in your home state of Arizona. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Philadelphia Eagles 38-35. to I know you watched that football game. You know what? To be, I watched some of it, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, Lindsey and Kai came with us on this trip. They met us in Phoenix, and uh, we were traveling all around. Like, Friday, it was like we bussed from Greeley to Denver, flew from Denver to Phoenix, and then met my family and then bust up from Phoenix to Flagstaff and then played, you know, and then practice at like 8 PM that night. And then the next day played the game. And then we bust to Phoenix and then flew back to Portland. I was completely exhausted on yesterday. 
was completely exhausted. So I was, the game was on and all three of us passed out at one point. And so I, you know, I missed a good chunk of the game. I saw Rihanna at halftime. Um, I saw some of the, and I saw the ending, but, um, I can tell you this, my family is giving it a hundred and percent. We are giving everything to our team and everything, uh, to this season. So, um, we all three of us reached the point of exhaustion yesterday. All and right. So, uh, understandable, yeah. understandable. So, yeah. All right. Well, let me ask you this then Patrick Mahomes, the new Brady, a dynasty going to win a lot of Super Bowls. Jalen Hurts. Is it going to be those two guys going at it over the next several years? They're both in their 20s, both uber-talented. I'm going to say something that not a lot of people are saying right now. Don't say it's about the Cardinals, Coach. My guy my guy Kyler Murray's going to, going to be in their way. He's going to get it done. <laughs> they're going to get a great coach. All right. It's, they're going to get it done. All right. This podcast has officially <laughs> gone off the rails. I think this is a good ending point. We can revisit it next year if we think there's been any movement in that direction, Coach. Hey, but. Just just like how I worked on that play two years ago, we're going to be sitting here two years from now remembering well, when I yeah, said Kyler Murray's yeah. taking the And I'll Super say, Bowl. yeah, you were right. You were right. Okay, folks, sorry about that Cardinal talk, but uh, it was a good Super Bowl for those of us who got to see it. All right, folks, uh, the Vikings playing at home this week, Thursday night, Idaho State. Saturday, Weber State, both games, 7 p.m. And uh, please come down to the Viking Pavilion. Saturday night, Strict City Night will be very special. Uh, please come down watch these Vikings. They play some exciting basketball. If you can't make it, please watch us on ESPN+. And until – got... oh, what do you got, Coach? I got one more thing, sorry. Okay. I would love to see everybody out for Strict City Night. Of course, we talked about that. But the other thing I want to talk about is – is Isaiah Kirby and Keyshawn Saunders' defense on against the NAU. Um, they did a tremendous – I know we made the shot and all that, but those two guys did a tremendous job guarding the ball. Uh, Cameron Parker made some huge plays. Bobby Harvey and Jarrell Satterfield made some huge shots. Uh, Jacob Iman and Kendall Munson made some huge plays for us, blocking shots. Three block shots Hayden each. Curtis gave us some good minutes. Um you know, and our bench guys that didn't get in had great energy. I know we made the shot at the end, but everything else that led up to that, and we played bad the last minute, I know. But, like, uh, <laughs> everything else that led up to that shot, like, was tremendous. And um, I couldn't be more proud of the entire team um, for how we played up to that point because there was a lot of contributions throughout that whole entire game that I'm very, very proud of. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. I, I kind of glazed over it a little bit. I talked about the, the excellent shooting. The Vikings uh, did out-rebound. NAU played very well uh, throughout, got great contributions from a number of players, and, uh, of course, we will always remember that last second shot. So thank you for that, Coach. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk more Viking basketball next week. Until then, thank you for listening to the Viking Podcast, and thank you once again to On Point Community Credit Union for their support all season long. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, go Vikings.